Hello, listeners. This is Ryan. This is Chris. This is Jack. And I think he just woke me up because this is Andrew, and you're once again listening to the only podcast that matters. And yet again, another Chris-centric show because Bullshit. it's only fucking talks. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not the show really is about Chris, though. It is. And um, basically going to be centered around how he's uh, becoming an old man. Yeah. yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Hey, man. It's all how you feel. Yeah. It's true. Welcome to 30 Cast. That's right. Yeah. The time is nigh. Or something. something. Well, it's not the end, that's for sure. That's the funny part about this. Everybody in my world is acting like, wow, so you're going to be 30. I'm like, yeah. You're gonna die soon. People, well, no, not, <laughs> yeah. it's like, people are acting like I'm the first person ever hit thirty. <laughs> yeah. like, so you're gonna be thirty. They're bringing like, it back to the Middle Ages when people didn't leave. Yeah, past, totally. Like, or, or it's like Logan's Run, where it's like you're gonna be thirty. Have you done everything you want to before they kill you? Like, <laughs> it's weird how people are just reacting to it, or it's like, uh, yeah, I'm turning thirty. Well, how do you feel about it? I feel fine with it. Yeah. It doesn't bother me in the way that some people. I mean, there are people, as we've Fanny. talked about before on the show. Yeah, people are like, oh, I'm. 30 it's all over like oh you know some people have are of the opinion they should be married or have a family or all this other stuff by the time mm-hmm. they turn 30 and i mean there's never been a point in my life where i've operated based on anybody else's standards so no, why true. start now <laughs> yeah that's actually mean, one of the questions that was po- uh, was posed by the unofficial fifth member veronica oh yeah <laughs> what did she say well about the, the whole starting family and, okay you know um she also because she's like that, and she's a girl. She wants to know yeah. how many gray hairs you found. Um, I, you know what? And no joke, no, no gray hairs. But I have a few random blonde hairs on my head and on my arms. But blonde? none of them gray, blonde, like random ones. Not like Pepe Le Pew, where I have a big like stripe through the center of my head. <laughs> but so I have a few blonde tell, hairs, though, whether it's gray or blonde. Like when you see like those few stripes. No, like the woman hairs. who cuts my hair though yeah. has said like, no, it's blonde because I've said you like, might think it's gray? gray, but it's really not gray. Like it's more like a silvery blonde. I had um, on my arm. I, I had that actually. That I, I didn't notice. And I thought it was one, but then looking at it upon closer inspection, uh, it was in fact blonde. But mm-hmm. yeah, the woman who actually cuts my hair did uh, an inspection. Of your yeah, scalp. well, well, because <laughs> I was just like, is that gray or is it blonde? I, no, not that I was hung lice. up about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, my father is salt and pepper hair, so I imagine that eventually well, I was giving the I news doc is good or bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How long did it take him to get uh, salt and pepper hair, though? Um, I mean, not till he was in his fifties. Yeah, I mean, his sideburns started to get um yeah, a little grayish. That's pretty much the same thing with my father. It's like my father had black hair until he yeah. was at least forty-five. Yeah, likewise. You know? mm. I so. mean, my father had black hair forever, but I mean, he was forty when I was born. Yeah, which is in- interesting too, in as much as he just turned seventy a little less than a month ago, which is, big, I mean, he crosses a decade as well with this right. birthday. So it's kind of interesting having. Like a certain amount of decades apart from your father. It's weird. It's almost an interesting reference point where I'm like, so that's what I'm going to look like in 40 years. Yeah. Not entirely, but at the same time, that's, I guess, one of the other reasons I don't have any hangups as far as turning 30 because I don't feel like I look 30. Um, I don't feel 30 where, like, you know, things don't ache or all of a sudden I'm. I feel any any physical difference? So you ready yeah. to go to the doctor and get that finger up your ass? It's <laughs> <laughs> not no, one of those but, things where you know you turn another year older, like when you're 21, for example. And, you know, there's no. nothing Somebody special. Does it feel any no. different than when you were 20? No, no, it's I a can go it's to a, a cultural now, thing. But, you know. Legally, go to the yeah. really, it's just a number. It you know, is. Like you don't wake up one day and you're thing. like, wow, this feels great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's. You wake up, with, no, you're going to wake up and you'll be like, oh, my back, oh, my elbow, oh, yeah, Is my that neck. how it's going to be? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and it's going to be like, oh, God, it's all over. I got, I got, I got the tremors. I got the diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Interestingly, we should probably note that this show is going up on uh, my actual birthday, October 7th. Yes. So, the universe dude. couldn't have planned that better. Yeah. yeah <laughs> go figure. It happens yeah. to be on, on a Friday in our first uh, new episode of our second year. Yeah. The planets have podcasting. for this particular show. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. 30 years in the making. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> episode 54. Yeah. Pretty much. That should be the tagline for this, actually. I'm going to use that, Jack. Yeah. But. Way to go. And something I realized a couple months ago that I mentioned to you guys that I thought like it would just be appropriate because the show happens to fall on my birthday and since. For some reason, as I said, culturally, it seems to be a big deal. That's why I thought, oh, let's do 30Cast. I'm the oldest member of the podcast. Mm-hmm. so And as of now, I've, sure. I've had the most life of anybody here at this uh, on Oh, is that mics. how that works? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. I'm not, we're, we're not talking, we're talking quantity, though, not quality whatsoever. <laughs> just uh, yeah. Quality. Ta- yeah, exactly. Just yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, a shady period. So, so well, in there. we all have yeah. them. But... Yes, as far as being able to drop any more significant knowledge on you guys, I don't know how qualified I am to do that. Oh, I know you're not. Unless it's, oh, really? <laughs> I see. This is, is a it? tiger cast. There's nothing you want to know? <laughs> it's not going to be, oh, oh, There's oh nothing. over and over again. There are no no nuggets of gold you haven't unearthed yourself? Uh, I, I think I know pretty much all there is to know about you. <laughs> That's pretty scary, man. That's frightening. Yeah. You well, having spend, spent, yeah, yeah nine days good, together, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, what happened intimately. when you went to California? I know there's a big, uh, we, don't agreed, ask, don't tell, We sir. agreed yeah. never to speak of it, actually. <laughs> yeah. So. No, that, that was revoked a few days ago. No. No. <laughs> Too soon. Anyway. No, it was, it was fun, though. I'm sorry. Well, how, do you, how do you feel at this point uh, as far as starting a family and such? Because just leading by your father's example... Like, I think more people should kind of realize what he did. Like, you can be 40 and have kids. Yeah. You don't have to have them when you're And 18. a good kid at that, too. That's yeah. right, Jack. Thank you. Yeah, at least, at least someone's kissing my ass yeah. on the show. <laughs> no, just, yeah, in all seriousness, like, he was 40 and he had a kid. Yeah. Know? I mean, the second people, one. People, well, yeah, second one. But, but people think that they can't do that. Well, when they're thinking they're going to be an old age homes by the time they're 45. I can't yeah. have a kid Yeah, now. exactly. Yeah. People get that I'm way. I'm not going to be able to play with a kid. I'm 40. My sister, I got I got leaves to rake. Yeah, true. Well, I think that's why. He, yeah, I think that's why he had a son. He was tired of mowing the lawn. <laughs> exactly. Um, I have the kid do it. But no, yeah, my, I don't want to do this shit anymore. <laughs> my father became a father. Parents. I mean, it, well, my sister was born, I should say, uh, right after he turned thirty-seven. So it wasn't. I mean, it, it just wasn't a big deal. My parents were married supposedly happily for five years before my sister came along. So it wasn't something happily. that there was. Well, it's all I'm told. I wasn't there, <laughs> but it's something that. Uh, was more like it'll happen kind of when the time is right and uh, not to out it to the entire world, but my sister was unplanned. But at the same time, my parents had already had a home and were both working in their jobs for a while and were kind of settled. So as far as timing goes, it, it actually did work. And I'm kind of looking to be in a similar position. I mean, I have not, as we've discussed in various shows before, I've never considered myself to be in so permanent a situation where something like marriage and kids and that you know domesticated family life was so much of a reality that I would plan for it. I feel like something like that just things need to line up the right way first. True. You wouldn't rush into a marriage or you certainly shouldn't rush in, rush into having children at any particular time. I mean, when you're ready to do it, I say just do it. So I'm not in any Literally just rush. do it. <laughs> yeah. Really, make that baby. That's right. Seriously, I, I I'm not against it. <laughs> I mean, there there are people who have kids in their twenties and who get married and all that, and that's fine. But I, I believe it's ultimately up to the person. So mm-hmm. I've never looked at it as something where like, 
oh, I, I should have this by this time. I mean, people ask me all the time if I have kids, just knowing how old I am, my coworkers yeah. and all that, just like, do you have any kids? I'm like, no. I think it's almost the no, norm no. to be married with kids by the time you're 30. Because well, maybe, are, I mean, some know, of these people, though, are also rush. older people who are like, let's say, in their 50s or 60s. So for them, in your 20s, you it's got married. Yeah. Their life experience. Yeah, they got married and had kids and all that when they were younger during their generation, when they were growing up. So it kind of made sense. Whereas now, I'd say more often than not, it doesn't work that way. Because I feel like it just takes so long for people to get settled in or to get settled into a career or have any kind of nowadays, financial stability. Now. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. it's like you're, you're, they just do it and, oh, look, a baby came. Now, fuck, what are we going to do now? I can imagine yeah. most pregnancies nowadays are, yeah, are good. Party of the oh, fuck variety. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Babies okay, babies, now what? As we say, yeah. yeah. Now, now what? I'm going to leave, that's what. And now you have to raise that child by yourself, you fucking whore. Yeah. You because know, it probably isn't mine, and you're trying to blame it on me. Hey, now. What? Let's not, <laughs> let's not go digging In up old cases, demons. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm talking about you lashing out. No, I'm <laughs> But anyway, yeah, it's not something I put a great deal of priority on as far as time is concerned. That's it's good. it's something that is, is up to the individual. I don't look at it as some man-made number is it should determine when it is I should uh, start making men. Mm-hmm. So there you start go. <laughs> well, <laughs> trying to bring it all back to the, yeah. the wordplay of man-made. So there. Um, all right. <laughs> good answer. All right. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Judges? Yeah. Do we accept when he's ready? 7.8. <laughs> that survey said? I don't believe That's it. That's a bad dismount. Bad dismount. <laughs> uh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> hey, now. All right. Uh, so we're all pretty huge fans of the 80s here. Yes. Um, so why don't you tell us what it's like to probably remember a lot more of it than we Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was around for 80% around of for, it. <laughs> yeah. Being born in, uh, what was it, 81? October of 81, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's see. I definitely I mean, feel like... probably more cognizant of a lot of stuff than, than we all were. Well, probably. Especially baby diapers over here. Yeah, exactly. Some <laughs> <laughs> should talk four foot nothing. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. Listen, fight nicely, kids. So, you know what? If I had to sum it up, I'd say growing up in the 80s was VHS tapes and um, boom boxes, which actually found out recently that like a boom box... You know, like a portable, um, let's say, cassette or CD player with two speakers on it. Do you know what? I don't know if it's the whole of, of Britain, but do you know what British slang for that is? What? Yeah. A ghetto blaster. Ghetto blaster. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, I've, yeah, heard, I, I, yeah I've heard it before, but never knew what it meant. But then in, wow. in a recent article yeah. I was reading in, in a British magazine, I was just like, get the hell out of here. That's hilarious, yet stereotypical. Yeah. <laughs> But it. yeah, but it it's was, okay because it's theirs. It's British. It's true. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, there's smarter. there are ghettos in Britain, so it's not like it's oh, something yeah, that's definitely yeah um, prejudice. But yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, renting movies and putting them in your top loading VCR oh, and taping yeah. songs off the radio. I mean, it was oh, it was yeah. great. Simple times. Yeah. yeah, I feel like. I mean, maybe you guys had a little bit of it, but you, the two of you are only two years younger than me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's kind of the last era. Since I don't know the the maybe the late seventies, like there was a span of let's say between fifteen and twenty years where people would sit and like the radio was the primary uh, well, the outlet for music. TV, well, that, I'm not talking about music used... specifically. Oh, like right. as far as like you went to the radio to find new music. I oh. feel like that the last of that was in the nineties, obviously pre-internet. Yeah, where mm-hmm. you'd listen to the radio, even if it was top forty radio, that's where the new music was. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. someone put a new single out. 
that's where you heard it. You know, it was on um, Casey Kasem's Countdown or yeah. something like that. <laughs> and Top 40 <laughs> or Shadow Stevens back then was somehow much more tolerable than well, it is. It was oh, every, yeah, well, it was everything. It was everything. Well, it was, and it was, ex- well I was know, listening on an XM radio the other day. They had a countdown from 1988, the top 40 songs of that that week in 88. And it's amazing the dichotomy of music that you had in that time frame. And I'm sure you can remember that vividly being seven oh, years old at the time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was it was great, though, because that's how, as I'm sure I've said in, in a couple of shows at this point as well, I feel like I'm, I'm going to be doubling up on some information, but it was important growing up and listening to the radio and hearing rock songs, guitar-based music, since by the time I was, let's say, two years old, New Wave and all that had kind of died out, and then mm-hmm. guitar-oriented rock music had gotten back into the mainstream again, post-Def Leppard's Pyromania, and there were guitar bands on the radio, and then hair bands, of course, in the late 80s, you know, and what was dubbed hair metal. And when you hear songs on the radio where, you know, Hysteria came out and Def Leppard had seven singles off of that, they were all over the radio. Molly yeah. Crew had loads of singles on the radio. I mean, all the big bands, Poison, it, that was the era of the power ballad, where yes. you had power ballads from everybody. It was glorious. People give that it was. genre crap all the time, but look at... And I'll keep l- doing it. Whatever. Uh, what, power but, ballads? But the, well, just what, in, well, just oh, Andrew in general, is all that is, man. Agree, though, no, I mean, no, hair, no, hair metal in just general. rock bands in general were in the mainstream. They were yes. the forefront of music, so at least they had some relevance. Okay. No, I, I understand where you all you all are coming from about the fact that you know guitar-oriented and driven music was the primary form of audio entertainment at that, right. ta- that Compared time. Compared to now, especially. Yeah. You know, but that doesn't take away from the fact that I don't like hair metal. <laughs> no, I get, I get that part get of it. That, That's yeah. fine. But at the same time, it's... Uh... Well, even rap, too. We well, rap was, was kind of coming up. I yeah, think at that, that point like it was looked at as just being a fad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. Beastie Boys, Run DMC, and, and the Fat Boys. And it was dancing, too, back then. That, <laughs> when it first started, like, putting the cardboard out on the street and having the ghetto blaster. Yeah, you know, yeah literally. And Even like the Beastie Boys was rock-centric back oh, then. Yeah, it, back it was, well, yeah. it was Rick Rubin, so... They had crossover appeal. They Much more than they are now, definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It was a cool subculture. It was an awesome subculture, you know. They still do it today, and obviously you guys... Well, I don't know about Jack, but I know you, Chris and Ryan, you've seen me bust a move. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Andrew does have some moves. Well, that's also because at that time, the rap that existed... I mean, minus, let's say, like, N.W.A., who... When was their first album out again? That was 90. N.W.A. was 1988. Was it 88, yeah, the first really? album? Okay. Late 80s, yeah. I was going to say, I know that it was around... Public Enemy came out about the same time. Public Enemy was 80s, well, definitely. That was, yeah. That's political rap. But they, so. um, but aside from that, all the, the rap that was around at the time was all upbeat, good time music. Now it's, as we've said a thousand times, just being in the club, wanting to hook up with a girl, and that's it. Like Back Then it was day. danceable, and it was all like, upbeat stuff. Listen to the Fat Boy songs. They were just fun. I'll even go so far as to give credit to... Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff, oh, where it was like totally. it was at least fun to listen to. Summertime, come on, yeah, or Nightmare on My Street, yeah, or Parents, Parents Just Don't, don't understand. understand, yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. Even that stuff though, it was just it was fun to listen to, and to hear that against the backdrop of mostly guitar bands was great because there was still like an exciting dynamic going on. But for as much as people can sling crap at the music of the '80s or late '80s specifically, it was still about fun and having fun. And I know you don't like hair metal and all that, but at least it was music made by musicians and people actually wanted to have a good time and enjoy themselves before the 90s, which we'll get to in a future episode <laughs> as far as <laughs> as unhappiness in music. The only but only anyway, the 90s, part uh, two. Not really. Just Jack mostly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, anyway. What else you got? You guys must want to know something. 
Uh, anything I can share with what's anybody? What's your earliest memory? Uh, of anything? Of anything. <laughs> <laughs> he was screaming for his bottle. I was, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure he was screaming for a tit <laughs> before that. <laughs> I don't remember those days. No, you sure? Yeah. No, I don't remember that far back. Um, I don't remember what I was doing, but I remember the first uh, consciousness I had. I was sitting down on the floor in the house we lived in in uh, Hillside, New Jersey, which is up in like Union County. And uh, I don't remember what I was doing. I was on the floor playing or something like that. That's the first kind of memory I have. And from there, it's like, that's kind of like the point where, as far as my mind remembers, life started. Like, I knew my sister, and I knew my parents. I knew their mom and dad. I knew my sister was Carol. And that was kind of it. Um, But I I actually remember, I think I was three, as far as actually remembering, like, uh, life as I know it, as far as experiencing it through my eyes and all that. That's as much as I can remember. Anything else would be kind of like, Informed by pictures and photo albums and all that. So as much as I can say, maybe I remember things. Uh, it, it might be some kind of uh, some kind of memory that, that's uh, influenced by everyone else's interpretation of what was going on. So another another question from the mysterious the contributor. Distaff. Yes, <laughs> uh, um, she wants to know when you're going to stop being a stereotype. How am I a stereotype? In you're, what way? You're 30 years old and you're still with your parents. Oh, <laughs> I don't live in the that's basement. Not a stereotype. Spring That's not a stereotype. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Actually, and the, the second half of that question is whenever you guys, because I know the three of you are going to move out together and get whatever place you are, are you going to get yes. a new dog? No. Me personally? Yeah, you. Um, I mean, about you. I'm well, I don't know. I don't give a shit what you think. You're going to need a dog to protect you from spiders. <laughs> from spiders, yeah. <laughs> we're not moving to spiders. No. <laughs> the spiders are. Yeah, we're moving to Transylvania. We're fucking firebombing the house. <laughs> <laughs> Every chemical known to man. I prefer uh. cancer to spiders. <laughs> well, actually. Anyway. No, and so it shall be done. Right? Yes. Um, no, I... Uh, well, as far as living at home, I mean, that's something that's at least a little bit more common around here because, as we've said, like, it's taking longer for people to kind of get started. I almost feel like the... The definitions of adulthood and, let's say, um, almost a childhood ha- is extended in our culture through things like video game culture and people who grew up playing games and all that. Now, games are an adult thing and not just a kid thing. If anything, they might even be more of an adult thing through the nature of the games and all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's not that distinguishable kind of line you cross over where it's like, it's it, and the time came to leave childhood things behind because now... Adults well, play video games. It's not so, it's not so much games childhood things that. behind like that, like because that I can understand. Because obviously, I play video games. I've been playing right. video games for years, you know. And some people consider playing musical instruments childish, you know, unless they make a career out of it. Yeah, you know, it, it's the the fact of living under someone else's roof in a way. Oh, I get that. Th- I, that I, that's the, that's at least I think that's where Veronica that's what she means. To, yeah, I mean I can subtract two years off of it from the two years I lived in California, True. so I, I can kind of look at it that way. At the same time, you don't really have any rules as far as what you have to follow per se. Well, no, I'm not necessarily I mean, under my you parents. You can come and go um, as you please. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's not really that oppressive, believe it or not. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, you guys have met my family, so yeah. it's not like I mean, it's I'm a real getting like, antsy too. I mean, I'm 27. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of itching to get out, but at the same time. You know, I, I come and go as I please here. I don't pay rent. 
my parents don't have any rules for me per se. Like, yeah, I can exactly. do what I want. You know? Well, I mean, in, nothing really wrong with being thirty or in your late twenties and still living at home. In well, some in ways. the instance of like Andrew Veronica, I mean, with the way things are, and I'm sure Andrew can appreciate this in hindsight, as will Veronica, where when you move out, because I kind of know the responsibility that goes with moving out and the the financial investment it takes immediately and then obviously long term. Having gone through it once as far as not living at home for two years and being on my own, the next time I move out, which will be for good, I want to do it the right way and I want to make sure things are lined up properly because I didn't know going into it the first time how things added up so quickly and how much it was. I mean, if you and Veronica weren't married, you two of my immediate friends, you two are the only ones I know who aren't living at home because you two are married and because you're you're splitting that responsibility. Of course. If you weren't, you both probably would still be at home because that's just kind of the reality of yeah living... Mm -hmm. At least in this area, I can't... Pl- or part of the plan with you three. Yeah, to move out and get a place with us, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't get hung up about it myself. I mean, I don't look at it also like, like I said, I'm not under my parents' thumb no, at no. all where there's some kind of restriction or like I'm I'm living in the basement sitting around on my computer all day or something yeah. like that. I'm rarely home. It's literally just where I keep my stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and you go there to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Most nights. Most of the time, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Well, then getting back to but, the you second know, it's prong like, of that question. Yeah. The dog. Oh, the dog, yeah. I know you loved um, your dog. I, I do, yeah. That's something I'd rather do when I'm um, not so much living with these guys, nothing against them. Something I'd be more willing to do when I'm on my own or living with a girlfriend or fiance or wife yeah. or what have you. That's something I that, 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 too. that I look at as more family. Thing. Oh, eventually, take the yeah. dog when yeah. we part ways. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Domestically. Be, yeah. You know? Well, that would be difficult. Even yeah. if, say, I, I got a dog and brought it in and all that, it would still be... A communal, be, a communal pet. Yeah, it may only be a year or two, for all we know, that we're actually yeah, exactly. living together at this point. So, yeah, a dog might not be the most wise adv- investment. Mm-hmm. No, well, not so immediately, but eventually, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to have just the, the one dog. I loved my dog so much, but it, he's not going to be the only dog I have in my lifetime. So, no, I, I will get dogs so eventually because dog. you have to go through a series of dogs, <laughs> as we all know. So, there you go. I got a question. Yes. I have the answer. <laughs> I have all like, the fucking uh, I, answers. I immediately thought of Dan Castle. I got a question. <laughs> but I <laughs> you totally didn't mean it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Um, do you feel that as you get older, you become more grouchy and intolerant of more and more things? I was just um, speaking for myself. I find that <laughs> yeah, I can tolerate less and less. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a high five on that one. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's go with this. this. This is the best way I can pretty much answer that question. Yes, I definitely am less tolerant of things than I used to be, but at the same time, I'm less willing to go out of my way to convince people otherwise. Mm-hmm. Because unless it's, unless it's us, then <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, well, you guys at least <laughs> I'd have, yeah. yeah. Well, I at least have some. Here's why level of, you love sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I at least have some level of influence over you guys through friendship, where you at least value my opinion. But anybody else, like coworkers, <laughs> you put it that way. yeah. Well, uh, nonetheless, <laughs> yeah. But all right, here's here's an example. The other day at work, I was getting crap from a bunch of coworkers because I have a BlackBerry and they all have iPhones. And the one who has a BlackBerry hates it. So they're all yeah. like, "Oh, Blackberries are so ten years ago," and it's a lot of that kind of talk. And <laughs> are I you thought, serious? not really. Yeah, I'm, I'm not kidding. And my whole thing was like, "Well, I like BlackBerry, and I want to get the new one." Uh, the bold, which has the touchscreen and the tactile keyboard, and I said I've I've used an iPhone or or kind of just like you know fiddle around with an iPhone, and it's just not my thing. It's like I'm not against the iPhone, and I'm not going to convince everybody 
Blackberry's better. Like, I've kind of gotten over that. If it was like, if I was 21, I'd be more into trying Staunch. to convince everybody else why. Yeah. Like, Blackberry's better and iPhone sucks, and here's why. Yeah. I mean, you knew me at least when I was 17, where you can at least rationalize, yeah. like, no, this is why this sucks. You know, before I had a podcast to do it with. Like, I, I definitely was more uh, heavy handed with my opinions when I was younger and trying to convince people of something other than what they believed. But I'm definitely less tolerant of things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I may... Yeah, well, I, you're not a miserable person, but no. at the same time, like, you find that there's your opinion. more and oh, more I things will. in the yeah. universe that just irritate the shit out of you, not. you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. my opinion's only worth the paper it's printed on, <laughs> so well, it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yes. well, that, well, all the more reason it's only worth the paper it's printed on through the audio uh, medium of podcasting. But, no, seriously, I mean, who cares what I think? I've kind of gotten to that point where I'm like, well, they shouldn't care what I think anyway. If I tell you I think Tom Cruise is a terrible actor and I don't enjoy his movies or, you know, I'll, I'll never watch another live action Transformers movie again. The only <laughs> the only moving I want the only movie I want to see that has uh, talking Sorry. automobiles in it better be from Pixar. And that's it. Like, <laughs> like nobody should give a shit. Like people get I mean, you guys get in disguise. First of all, oh, yes, whatever. Talk when they're correction. Yeah, Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was that was that was Kit. <laughs> Night Rider. Yeah. I got a question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but as far as stuff like that goes, like I'm not going to try and convince you guys of all the reasons Transformers movies are like horrible and all that. Whereas maybe years ago I might have been more into it. At the same time, I'm probably more willing oh, to yeah, let things a go. A couple years ago, you were really into it. No, I wasn't. Specifically, when? two years ago when you grilled the shit out of me because I. <laughs> well, that's because you saw it repeatedly. And wouldn't shut up about it. No, it's great. No, it's great. But Jack has a history of backpedaling. Oh, you should see Avatar. It's really great. Yeah, that movie's a fucking waste of time. I know. I don't like it either. And then, um, what else? Oh, Green yeah. Lantern. I enjoy Green Lantern. I thought it was good. Oh, there's $12. I'll yeah. never get back. Give Jack two <laughs> weeks for what he likes a movie. And and he'll, he'll be over it. He'll find a way to not yeah. like it anymore. He'll be over it. No, actually, it was so. terrible. Now, Jack, I have here on tape two weeks ago you saying that it was fantastic and everyone should go see it. Jack, did you say yeah. that again so I could bring this back to haunt you? <laughs> oh my god, it's true. But that was fun. Picking on Jack for Transformers. But that was also because everybody th- that in that and then instance, Michael Jackson died. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. that was yeah. Oh, what a, what a week for double me. whammy. <laughs> no, the Transformers thing is because everybody at we worked with they were all ganging up on me because I didn't like and it. I was leading that. Path. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if I'm doing it out of uh, self defense, that's different. I didn't initiate it. Just like Corey you fucking suck. Yeah. You're an idiot. You're a jerk off. Like I didn't go around Corey like insulting people before yeah. liking you, it. Fuck you. Fuck no, totally. You, cool. I was doing fuck it. I was like, how can you not like Transformers? I'm like, I mean, you know, you, it's easy. You even turn the gun on yourself sometimes. You're like, well, I know. Eleven billion dollars says I'm wrong. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like I'm well aware. <laughs> yeah. My opinion doesn't mean shit. Michael Bay doesn't care what I think about the movies. <laughs> but you know what? Whatever. Like George Lucas doesn't care about Jack and I berating him all the time. Uh, totally, because he still gets your money at the end of the day. He does. <laughs> and at the same time, I'm able to bitch about Transformers, at least the first two. I put my money down, and I, I paid to watch the movies, and I will complain about them. Okay. I paid for the fair right to fair. complain. Hey, fair is fair. That's yeah, true. exactly. We just like to do it a little bit later sometimes. <laughs> yeah, two weeks later after yeah. you're over the movie. After it sets in. It's oh, like, it was oh no, actually, that movie sucked. <laughs> I loved it two weeks ago just when like I that, saw it. Yeah. It's like he wakes up one morning and be like, what the fuck was yeah, I thinking? Yeah, what was I yeah. thinking? <laughs> that was Jack right after Jack Predators. Jack has an epiphany after every movie he <laughs> no, sees. No, Predators was instant. No, but Predators you couldn't wait to go see. And you were that excited. You were pretty excited, and you were well, like, "Well, that's one awkward. movie where he didn't change his mind after he saw it." And I no, remember telling me like it sucked, and he still thinks it sucked. Yeah, so it wasn't like, "Oh, this movie was awesome," and now, yeah, no, yeah. But every movie this summer shitty. was like, yeah, 
Green Lantern and I was like, you Hangover can't Two and everything <laughs> was, uh, was great. Jack oh, it was really great. Jack I'm so glad. Jack can't say fantastic and can't change his mind about movies. <laughs> yeah, Jack can't backpedal. No. All right. Anyway, moving on. My, my what question else? is I, now. I've seen your father. Uh, he enjoys football, baseball. He enjoys sports. Yes. Not that he. How had, I know this is going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he has a specific team. No. I think he just enjoys sports in general. I think he enjoys this, the spectacle of watching men uh, chase a ball or carry a ball or and whatever. You obviously, don't because we've discussed this at random times at, at great lengths. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and argued with the okay. fans. But will you ever, or ha- or do you now? Will you at least, like your father does, appreciate the sport of whatever baseball, no. football, f- hockey? No, no, never. I think Nothing. it's gotten worse for him, and he has specific reasons why it's gotten worse. <laughs> well, no. I- <laughs> I'm not against it. Just Only the good die young. No. <laughs> no. Uh, True story. Let's not even bring that up. Yeah. Uh, I'm with Chris on, on this one. Yeah, I mean... Oh, I have like yeah, very little interest left in any sport I was sport so happy to whatsoever. find that at least... I know Andrew likes hockey, which is cool. I like hockey. If I need sport, I can appreciate hockey. Because it's but violent. Let me know when yes. it's my turn. Yeah, I know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I asked Chris this question. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Two cents but I was the so peanut gallery. I, I had a group of friends like, oh, they don't like sports either. I don't have to pretend. Yes. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> you know what's funny, actually, about that? How about my... them Giants? Yeah, they scored a home run last night, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, not San Francisco, New York. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, those giants. Oh, those giants. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, they met out at half court, and uh, <laughs> right after the, right before the first period, right? No. Um, my thing with sports, I don't hate sports. Sports just don't do anything for me. Hmm. I mean, I, I hate sports fans because sports fans and a certain breed fanatics. of sports, fan, yeah, fanatics. People who just live for it, who sit and watch a team and wear the jersey. And this is going to sound like Tiger Cast now, unfortunately, but <laughs> well, that was, it's that like, was, that was oh, let me tell the you, aim of it. Yeah. but that's what bothers me. People who sit and like cheer for, and you know, oh, my Jets won, and like, like bullshit like that, where it's like you didn't do anything. You watched the game from a bar stool, like you didn't participate. Or you observed you everything. Re- recliner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And their living room, armchair yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, where it's like, oh, I can't believe this. Oh, this this sucks and that sucks and fantasy sports. Oh, oh, oh don't even get me started on that. Because <laughs> then you get to play with actual players that aren't. Just yours. play Warcraft. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You might At as well. that point, you may as well play Warcraft. Because yeah. guess what? And people take you can that blow more up serious trolls. than they do the actual game. Yeah. Yeah. So fantasy sports, fantasy football, and baseball. What yeah. the fuck? Dude, if only I had the kind of time to sit around and make up fake things that happen to real people. Are you kidding me? Oh, man, the things you would do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's what I mean. Like, I, I don't have the yeah, time to sit around and do that. Of trading cards. That's what it is. Of course. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, you analogy. can do live trading on, uh, on these yeah. fantasy yeah. kind of leagues. Well, that's the whole point. It's like you actually get the, player, the players from you know, the, t- team, the recent teams. You, I guess, buy them or have them... Yo, you acquire them. You acquire them. I got some Peyton Manning and Tom Brady on my team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two hell? quarterbacks who can't play at the same time. <laughs> and then, a lot like, of good that does me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like whatever, however they perform in their sport, you know, I'm going to date myself and say Patrick Ewing because I don't watch fucking basketball. Um, I saw Patrick Ewing. Really? I went to a. Basketball and game. <laughs> I don't remember what team he's on. What was he on? Knicks. The Knicks. Yeah, okay, he's the Knicks. But I was just saying, like you have a you have a, a, a player oh. like that, yes. and like if he 
does good in the game that he's playing in for, in well. real life does good in <laughs> what did he say I said does good it's it does, does good. well does good oh. <laughs> hey okay. you've done good you've done good kid <laughs> if he does well in his game in real life you get points in your fantasy game mm-hmm. in which he's a player so essentially you're just buying chess pieces mm-hmm. and trying to level them up I mean, in fairness, a lot of those kind of fantasy leagues, you can win money, and a lot of people win a lot of money. Yeah, but the fucking time. Of them. Get a job. But, like, yeah, the well, amount of time true. you put into those things. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Go play Be more active and don't, like, expect to... I mean, that's just, like, that's just another kind of way of gambling, where it's just like, I'm going to put money on these numbers and mm. go for the... It's the same thing. I don't know. It's just, I find it so funny. The funniest part about that, that fandom is how people... With how sad it is. Get so, <laughs> well, people get so passionate about... Oh, I can't believe they traded such and such, or you know, they bought this guy and all that, and the exorbitant deals that they give these people. Yeah, like the oh, amount yeah. of money the fucking Yankees make is like ridiculous. I, like I've said it other times, it's like, why do they get paid more than the president? Yeah, he has a much it's more ridiculous. important job than it's they do. Absolutely ridiculous. Like, and I don't even and care if I like bitch. the president that's in charge or not. Yeah, just in general, it's true. As as a job, I get what you're saying. As a job, yeah, there there's, there's, should be no other higher paid job than what the president. Yeah, has. exactly. I mean, I don't know. Especially, I, I find baseball to be the most boring oh, sport because yeah. it's the most passive. Yeah. yeah, South Park had it right the episode where they're trying to lose the game so they have to <laughs> play all summer. But I think yeah, they're right about baseball. It's true. I mean, I, I still greatly prefer baseball to any other sport. But why? <laughs> really? See, if I have to really? watch anything, I, I I'll have. watch. That's... I'll watch football because football is at least active. Baseball, yeah. you turn on just in case something happens. Mm. <laughs> like seriously, training, like I've been, I've been to baseball games. And it's much, it's much more fun up close than it is on TV. No, obviously. it's not. No, it's not. All are. they're doing is just tossing a ball around. It. If if somebody hits it, okay, then something happens. Mm-hmm. But consider that eight seconds compared to the whole hour of the game and it's like it yeah. doesn't pay off at least that not for eight, me eight seconds of excitement is more to me than anything that that's ever happens that's what your girlfriend said <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right you jackhammer away for <laughs> hours and it's that eight seconds man <laughs> 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 no honestly though as far as that goes i mean at least the majority of uh, obviously uh non-sports fan women have their perspective on it. And uh, my girlfriend's mother actually told my girlfriend, like, you're very lucky Chris is a sports guy, <laughs> which I thought was funny in, in that I just don't pay attention. And anytime anybody talks about, like, guys at work and all that talking about sports or, oh, I can't believe mm. such, such a game or something, I have no idea. I, I don't I, either. I find yeah. out about it accidentally when I'm looking at my Facebook news feed and that's it. Otherwise, I have no which idea is yeah. who's playing. You know, yeah, unfortunately. At my, current, uh, at my current job on Sundays during football season, you can wear a football jersey instead of you know a shirt and tie to work. Oh, well, that's horseshit. And I, I'm one of two assholes that doesn't have a football jersey. Good. Just go yeah. in with a hockey <laughs> Good jersey. Good for you. Go, <laughs> in, go in with a real football jersey. You know, when they actually use their fucking feet. Yeah, so there you go. Soccer. Yeah. There you go. Get an Arsenal jersey. Oh, <laughs> sure would. Yeah. Do it. Do it. It's Brazil. real football. Yeah, it is. It's tr- yeah, Brazil or something like that where it's a lifestyle and it's not mm-hmm. like, woohoo, four months out of the year. Yeah. No, and no. Stand in a field and make hundreds of millions for this yeah. game. No. Fuck that. Just gangbang each other. <laughs> in, a, in, a in the locker room. <laughs> yeah. No, anyway, yeah, just the, the sports. Other team wins, nothing. The other team, their fans riot and burn the stadium. Down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, and then yeah. shoot the goalie. <laughs> Didn't yeah. somebody do that recently? Didn't somebody like tase no, another like fan? Week. Oh, yeah. No, but it's somebody a Jets game. Was that a Jets game? It was a Jets People game. Are fucking dumb. Yeah. The You're Philadelphia go- Eagles have a jail in their stadium. You know what's funny? I, you know what? <laughs> the city there's, of brotherly love. Yes. There's actually there was a movie I watched uh, on Netflix. A movie with Pat Oswalt called Big Fan. 
where he's a fan of, I don't remember what team, oh, I want to say the Giants. Yeah. And he ends up kind of, he and his friend follow this one player, fictitious player, to this club and go up and try to like, t- he's in like a VIP box, they go up and try and talk to him and the guy gets really aggressive and eventually like, like beats up Pat Oswalt and he ends up in the hospital and his family's trying to get him to file a lawsuit and he's like, well, he's benched for the game and you know, if I file a lawsuit, like he's going to lose and like then the team's going to lose. And he ends up not doing anything about it because he wants his team to win. And I thought that movie was movie? that's yeah. Well, it's it's like a dark comedy. Uh-huh. But I looked at that as I'm sure a lot of people probably would be that way, where it's just like, oh, my team can't Michael lose. Michael Vick just kicked my ass, and I'm not going to pay. I'm not. Yeah, gonna sue I shouldn't because... sue. No, I shouldn't do that because then my team's going to lose. And I feel like that level of fandom is something like that Unhealthy. isn't that far from reality. Which is why I remember watching that movie and thinking like, I bet there are plenty of people who are exactly like this. Mm-hmm. Not to say you need to sue the pants off somebody, but at the same time. At least for the you know maybe it's the thrill of getting their ass kicked by their favorite player. Yeah, maybe yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a different kind of signature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. <laughs> I got this. Bruise. See this bruise? Yeah, this, this is my eye. This burger out of my left eye. Yeah, because of... swollen shut. But my team won. Thanks to yeah, exactly. I can't even name anybody off the top I, of my head. I can't either. It's different if someone's an athlete, like a real like world class athlete, like a Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. and somebody who like really goes out there and kicks a lot of ass, and also just does good beyond his sport yes mm-hmm. you know i mean the the city of chicago did well also because the bulls did so well so in a case like that that's different that's i have no problem with the people. number one team in basketball that, the chicago that bulls that, that era? era yeah bulls, exactly him scotty pippen and the rest of them i know three in a row leave come back three in a row yeah. <laughs> i mean come on that's different that's that's athleticism of the highest level and that's not somebody who's in it to be a celebrity he's in it because he it's like a challenge to himself. Yeah, exactly. And he wants to be the best. That's different. I'm not talking about the all-star team that is the Yankees. And I'm fine, you get pissed at me if you want to. Uh, New York and New Jersey, but uh, whatever. You know what? That's different. That's a bunch of guys who are just looking for endorsements. I don't look at that as athleticism so much as publicity. Whatever. Not my thing. I agree. Have you ever been really, really drunk I mean, yeah, shit face, yeah, like shit face, like, shit face. Like I don't remember it. Yeah, no. Well, okay, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just well, curious because I've never even it, seen no. you like even like no. considerably buzzed even, at all. No, well, like, you've seen me. The, probably the most you've seen me drink was when we were at El Torito in California. I had two margaritas, and that was it. Mm. I mean, when it comes to drinking, I'm sure I mean, you guys I know, know you're this, not a big drinker, but just in your history at all. Like, have you ever just been like? bombed out of your mind. No, I mean, I've, I've had too much. When I was younger, like any drinking I did, I did as a teenager, not heavily, but the fact that I don't drink much or often is heavily influenced by the fact that I do have a few relatives who drink heavily and as a result have a very high tolerance and I feel I ha- genetically have a higher tolerance because even when I was younger, when I would drink, it would take a lot for me to get any kind of buzz it just never really did much for me, mm-hmm. and it would take a lot. And even at that point, I kind of said, well, if I need drink so much for me to have any kind of buzz or anything like that, any change in in my physical state <laughs> or mental state, it's probably not a good idea to keep drinking. Yeah. So I never really did. I mean, there are a few times I did, and plus I'm a sleepy drunk yeah. anyway. Like any time I would drink, I would just get tired or obviously a little disoriented like anybody else does. But I've never been like... I've never blacked out or I've never not remembered a night. Mm-hmm. A lot of times because when you see people like that the next day who don't remember anything. I mean, there was one instance where someone I was hanging out with 
had way too much to drink one night, and there was a video camera running, and everybody was having a good laugh about it, myself included. And the following day, she was watching the video, and she was crying, literally crying, because she didn't remember any of this. Mm -hmm. In a case like that, when you see that kind of reaction out of somebody, I mean, for me, that just kind of reinforced it, where I'm like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to miss out on anything. Maybe that Mm. sounds kind of silly, but... It just doesn't do anything for me. It was fun the one night, though. I'd never really been out to, like, drink with my dad. My father never said, like, oh, let's go to the bar, you're 21, or anything like that. He, he's not that way, and he enjoys... He only really drinks beer. Mm-hmm. He enjoys it here and there. Like, on Sundays when, like, football's on or something, he'll sit back and he'll watch it, and he'll have a few, a few cans of beer or bottles of beer or whatever. Let's see, summer of 2005, he and I went down to Atlantic City. We actually went to see Larry the Cable Guy. Nice. I may have talked about this in another show. And we went to Hooters, and there was a, a like a contest going on because at the time Budweiser had introduced the aluminum bottles. Ah, uh, yeah. And there was a contest going on among the waitresses throughout the entire company. The women who sold the most Bud bottles would get um, a cruise, like throughout the company, would go on a cruise. I think it was the two from each restaurant who sold the most for whatever month it was or for the summer or something like that because it was, you know, like I said, summer of 2005. They got to go on like this, like the owner, I guess, rented a, a cruise ship or something, and they were all going to go on this cruise. So the waitress was like, "I really want to," and it was Budweiser. My father drinks Budweiser anyway, so I was like, "Sure, you know, let's go." I think he and I had four to six beers each, oh, but I mean, felt uh, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I literally like felt nothing, and it's one of those times where I enjoyed kind of the the social aspect of it. And truthfully, it, maybe it sounds weird, maybe not. I guess because I'm I'm his son, but I do enjoy hanging out with my father. Here and there. Going out for his birthday a few weeks ago was great. He took him to Famous Days for the first time. Yeah. And that was fun. But Your dad's a cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We we still want to go out and drink with him. Yeah. He gets a kick out of you guys, (laughs) too. Oh, man. (laughs) Stories he told us on the way home were just priceless. Yeah. Ryan was falling asleep, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, it was was a tired little guy. You are. Yeah. We'd just flown home from California, so understandable. But... Yeah, that was the only time I've really, like, say, gone out. I don't even think you'd call it drinking with my dad. We happened mm. to, to drink, but it wasn't anything out of control. I still drove home that night. And it was just having dinner before we went and saw, the obviously, the, the stand-up show. Yeah. But that was a lot of fun. But drinking, it's, it's just not my thing. It's another one of those things where I kind of got tired of telling people not to drink or trying to get people to drink less or something like that. In the same way I used to be like that with people who smoked, where, like, mm. I'd hide their cigarettes or something like that. And if you do that, you just kind of annoy those people. You don't yeah. get any kind of message through. So that's one of the things I've backed off on as far as trying to influence that, even though I feel it's for the better. I mean, mm-hmm. and the Surgeon General will tell you it's for the better in both cases. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, I mean, at the end of it, it's just not my thing. What can I say? Hmm. All right, then. So upon first impression of going into your home mm-hmm. over one time, I'm baffled, amazed, and just... Of how many movies you have, and yeah, CDs, yeah, that is unbelievable, staggering. Yes, mm. <laughs> um, give me an estimate. Have you watched them all more than once, or I mean, do you remember? Do you remember everything you have, or have you lost things where you don't? Necessarily... I, I bought. I know I bought the same DVD twice on two occasions. <laughs> Just because you forgot or because it had Because I forgot. I didn't know I owned them already. I can't even tell you what they were. Heartbreak Ridge, Clint Eastwood movie, mm-hmm. where he's in the Marine Corps, and uh, Galaxy Quest. Both movies I already had on DVD, and I didn't know that I already owned them. So I did double up on those. But overall, 
What are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> uh, one, out of, one out of two ain't bad. Yeah. <laughs> what, one out of two? What, being good? <laughs> <Yeah>. Whatever. <laughs> Upon going into your house, I was like, what the? Uh, there's just one rack in your living room that's like, holy shit, that you know, puts my that's, yeah. that's yeah. not a rack. That's and just them stacked on top yeah. of each yeah, other. And that's nothing. And there's a wire shelf in there somewhere. Jack said, "Well, that's a nice rack." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I walked into your room. It's like, oh my god! What yeah. Yeah. Furniture yeah. out of the movies. It's a have. closet for CDs. It's a warehouse. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> you, you put Blockbuster out of business, probably in Hollywood Video. Yeah. No, not entirely. No, with with DVDs. I mean, I have well over a thousand. I couldn't tell you exactly how many CDs. Over three thousand. Wow. Have you watched I mean, them all more than once? Well over a thousand movies. There are some you're just watching. Like, I've, de- I've watched, let's say, 98% of them at least once. When DVDs first came out, I had a habit of, if I saw the movie and I liked it, whether it was in the movies or rented it when it came out or watched it with a friend, if I liked the movie, I bought the DVD. Mm. I-, I did that quite a lot. That's good practice. Like yeah. That. Well, yeah. I never considered like long term whether or not I'd actually rewatch the movie. There are plenty of movies that I liked but never watched again. Mm-hmm. You know, for some reason I liked My Big Fat Greek Wedding the first time I saw it, and I bought that and never fucking watched it again, <laughs> yeah. and never need to see it again. And then mm-hmm. some good movies too. I remember like one of the early DVDs I got, and it was like in the first six months I had a player like Murder by Numbers. Sandra Bullock movie came out uh, yeah. with Ryan Gosling actually, isn't it? Yeah. So, and. That was a movie that I watched, I enjoyed, I bought it, never watched it again. Yeah. Like, but I like the movie, know, but a zero replay value. Sometimes it's like, only you, you one, buy that movie time. where it might be a one-time thing where someone, you know, one of your friends is over, or a girlfriend, they're like, holy shit, you have that movie? Let's watch it. Yeah. So you, you have it for those, those kind it's of true. cases. Well, that, you know? that's kind of where I was coming from when I was buying a lot of DVDs. And at the time, it was new technology. It was like nothing that had existed before as far as media is concerned. I mean, Blu-ray now is similar enough to DVD where you can navigate it and it's not as... They're more expensive, though, than they are now. I mean, you must have been paying top dollar. What, at the time? Yeah. yeah. I used to buy movies when they came out. I used to buy like two, three movies when they came out a week. And then when Best Buy opened, forget it. Oh, like There, yeah. there wasn't a Best Buy in the area for yeah. years. And the, mu- and the movie CD selection there was amazing. Oh, when they first opened, yeah, all Best Buys were. I used to go to the one up in Woodbridge because I would go to Vintage Vinyl, which is right on Route 1 near uh, Woodbridge, and then there was a Best Buy there as well. But there were none around here, so I would go up and just have a big like media purchasing day. And it was, oh, it was awesome. Because they used to have sales. At the time, it was great when you saw DVDs. Like, what, three for $30? I'll buy six. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and they, you know, and yeah. Not to say I'm going to watch them ever again, but... And with the but you have of, them, and that's the important part. I do, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, last year, I did sell quite a lot of them for the sake of like kind of trimming the fat a bit because there's some things where I'm like... I bought this and I've never watched it. I clearly don't want to see it enough. Yeah. Or like I've instituted a new rule in the last you know, six months or so where, because I'm one of these people who keeps all my receipts from everything. Maybe it's a side effect of working retail, but I don't think so because I kind of always have. But I keep my receipts for everything. And if the item is still sealed by the time the receipt's going to expire, it goes back. Mm-hmm. I've yes. honestly given myself that restriction where it's like, you know what, if, if it can wait three months, <laughs> yeah. I don't need to have I it at all right now. Yeah. And I'll wait, and it'll and be like five bucks, you, or yeah. ask for it for yeah. Christmas or something like that. Yeah. And with the advent was kind of DVD, of it was also easier to get movie collections, because they didn't really have that with VHS. Yeah, not everything was made available for sale. Yeah. Yeah. There were plenty Packaged of VHS together. tapes, yeah, that I bought previously viewed at like Blockbuster or something, because you couldn't buy the movies. Yeah. When I was a kid, I remember Batman came out for home video 
purchase. And that was a big deal, being able to have the Batman VHS. Batman, Roger Rabbit, and like every Disney movie, and yeah, that was that it. That was all they could release, because everything else yeah. was $100 for the cassette. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was horrible. Yeah, I, I don't get that at all, but as far as CDs, though, yeah, I've, I've listened to all of them. Which seems crazy, but I sp- yeah. <laughs> long before yeah. I had an iPod, I was listening yeah. to all CDs and cassettes and all that stuff. I mean, I have plenty of cassettes, but obviously there's nothing I can really do with those, unfortunately. I think I've bought virtually everything on CD now, but I just love music. I mean, and it's the same thing, like kind of having it at your disposal all the time. I mean, I don't listen to Indigo Girls as often as I listen to Cheap Trick, but hmm. I still have the CD and I'll Girls? be in a mood. Yeah. Oh. Well. Are you that surprised? Huh, I didn't know that, Patrick. I didn't know about that. <laughs> no, well, you I do can't now. even name an Indigo Girls song. That's a shame. That's I can't either. Stuff. Really? Yeah. Mm, yeah. I never got into them. Yeah. I had a, a period where I was working with a female singer when I was like 19, 20, and she wanted to do a lot of stuff that was like Indigo Girls, Sarah McLaughlin, stuff like that. I guess uh, female singer-songwriter stuff, so I had to learn a bunch of that stuff. But I just enjoyed it from a, a song standpoint. Mm-hmm. As I say all the time, if the songs are good, that's all I care about. I'm not big on like, well, it's this type of music. I can't oh, listen to yeah. it. Yeah, that doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a pretty damn diverse taste in music, not just for one oh, day, yeah. but for you're constantly learning about music and discovering new music. I'm never done. It's and, it's one of the things that I have to say is going to be one of the uh, incomplete projects of my life is I'll never get to hear all the great music the world has to offer. As as cheesy as that might sound, it's true. I'll still be looking for music for the rest of my life. Till the day I die, I will be looking for new, awesome music. And another thing um, that I could say, you have a great love for, pretty much we all have a great love for things we love in our childhood, but you have a profound love for the Muppets like I've never met anybody. <laughs> describe to me what that means to you personally. That is I, a true story. Yeah, Because <laughs> we all have something that we all attach to, and Muppets seem to be your... Thing. Like what? Yeah. What effect does that have? Do you remember your earliest memories and how it tri- how it trickles down to being thirty years old now? Like the- and still being in love with it. Yeah. Well, I used to watch the Muppet Show as a kid. At that point, it was syndicated on Nickelodeon. Like, and it's one of those things that I just remember. One of the few things I remember from living in the house we lived in in Hillside before we moved to Lakewood. I remember watching the Muppet Show at night on Nickelodeon. I think it was on like eight o'clock. It was kind of like what I watched before bed. Hmm. And. I mean, it was just funny. And then the three movies when I was a kid, the Muppet movie, Great Muppet Caper, and the Muppets Take Manhattan, I just, I loved those movies. And they were just funny and chaotic, and it it was just awesome. And you forget the whole time, even still, watching them now, you forget that they're puppets. Yeah. When you watch something like that, you just look at it as another character or, yeah, basically a character (laughs) in whatever it is you're watching. And it's just the, the amount of talent that that group of people had, because... They wrote their own material, so they had to generate everything themselves, whether it was skits or songs. They had to physically puppeteer the puppets. They had to perform everything as far as do the dialogue or sing the songs. I mean, they had to do all that stuff. These were immensely creative and talented people, and Jim Henson in particular, he's one of the few people who we can point to who definitely changed the world and influenced everyone He's one of my yeah. heroes because he truly did just change everything. Through Sesame Street alone, he changed yeah. everything. Enough to get George Lucas's attention on a fucking return. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he got hired that for was one, That was one of the greatest things about watching all the bonus features. I got to see him. Mr. Henson. He's oh, really? It. Yeah, he's Oh, well, it. now I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'll just fast forward to that part That's fine. You. I'll watch the doc just so I can see it's, Jim Henson's it's, it's one of the, probably from the 70s, right, Jack? What it's, one? 
No, from it's the it creature. A, yeah, the creature. Uh, creature was workshop. Jedi was eighty two. Yeah, eighty two. The, they were filming it. So the, it, the, it was the creature workshop where they discussed the Henson Company's part mm-hmm. in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and obviously you talk. He, they talk to Jim Henson. You see the creativity behind all the characters in Star Wars and Frank Oz doing Yoda and everything like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was the big joke. It's like, yeah, Frank Oz. Oh, he's the Jedi Master. He's also Miss Piggy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it's funny. But that's what I mean. That's how that's how talented those people were. It was no, just, no. It, I, it was I, amazing. That's the thing. Long before you see in credits the Industrial Light and Magic is attached to every big budget movie. Before then, it was Jim Henson's workshop was listed in the credits yeah. for just about everything. Yeah. yeah, they had a hand in anything child-oriented. Even recent stuff like Bear of the Big Blue House is a Jim Henson thing. Yeah. I think they had some involvement perhaps in Blue's Clues maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know. If they had anything to do with that or like Barney or anything like that. I mean, Barney was in Puppets. That was more costumes. But for a long Still time, the yeah, they were all yeah they were involved the in all that tr- stuff. is profound through everything, whether you like oh, it Oh, definitely. And judging by the momentum that seems to be on this new Muppets movie, I believe Which it's, it's going to be big. About. Oh, I can't yeah. fucking wait. What I already it? told what my parents. The Muppets Unstrung? It's just called The Muppets. No, 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 no. no, no. There's oh, the, 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 play? the Broadway stuff. Yeah, I think it's just called Unstrung. Unstrung. And it's, it's, Muppet, it's Muppet and Sesame Street Puppeteers yeah. doing like a show in character. Adult, adult things. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, I do want to see that. It's quite fun. And the, the snippets I saw from... YouTube, they're they're quite hysterical. There was a tour a few years vulgar? ago too. Like, yes, like, oh yeah, uh, Avenue Q kind of thing. Yes, exactly yeah. like Avenue yeah. Q, which I want to say. I don't care. I've heard the soundtrack, and that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. Hilarious. Come on, everyone's favorite song, "The Internet Is for Porn." For porn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and that's one of those things, just like the Unstrung, where you see the puppeteer. They're not hiding themselves. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you see the puppeteer, but you're paying attention to their puppet. Yeah, you know, it's just. That's who they are. Yeah, you moment. forget. You just watch the character. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like what uh, Jason Siegel did in um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm-hmm. He did see. that. Uh, that whole that Dracula show where the puppeteers were on stage with the puppets, but you and were paying actually attention launched to the him characters. To the Muppets project. Oh, yeah. If that happened mm-hmm. after the first half hour, I didn't see it because I couldn't yeah. watch beyond the, end of the movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> didn't didn't <laughs> make it that, that far into the movie. DVD. Meh. Ryan and I both have it. So yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I can bypass that one. You would. But yeah, I mean, I, I love the Muppets because of, I mean, they always meant something to me in childhood in the way something like Back to the Future meant a lot to me in childhood, but Muppets maybe it was a bit more accessible <laughs> in as much as merchandise has been made for the Muppets forever, and now that Disney has their, their paws in them, <laughs> there's going to be Everything old is even new more. again. Look at yeah. Ghostbusters. Look at everything that yes. we love is back. Yeah, well, because we're at we're part of a generation where things went right. Well, aside from that, like as as people were creative, they, things they, went right. as people get older, something. as say a group like Generation X gets older and they think about things from say the '80s that they grew up on, like Ghostbusters or like uh, John Hughes movies or whatever. Now that they're in positions of influence, merchandise is finally coming out for that because like, man, what did I want as a kid? I really wanted the Ecto, uh, such Ecto and such, one. or I wanted yeah, yes. I wanted Ecto one, I want an authentic movable car, now or I yes. wanted. <laughs> A gizmo keychain, or you know, whatever it is that oh, di- that didn't happen at the time. So now that stuff's getting produced, and it ends up in places like Hot Topic or on stores like eightiesteas dot com, or a variety of different places where you can get all that stuff. Because now there are people who are adults who wanted that stuff when they, when were, they kids. were kids. Yeah, look and now the ner- they're making look at it happen. Nerf guns. Shit. Yeah, exactly. Look at nerf <laughs> yeah. Guns. Yeah. Like nerf guns. <laughs> ja- I just sent they're Jack. Still a awesome. Picture- yeah, I just j- sent Jack and Ryan pictures of the new. 
the Arsenal. No. That they just the came Vortex? out with. Yes. Oh my god. The disc shooters. I'm like, Ridiculous. it actually took me back to. Does anybody here remember the pizza, the pizza thrower? Yes. The Ninja yes. Turtles. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, you like that. That's that what the guns awesome. are essentially now. They they're disc loads and they're you know little and the swords too. That and the double and blade sword. I found that today at work. Yeah. It was, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Gloriously it, unnecessary. It is. And my <laughs> arsenal do nothing but grow. Yeah. And cool. Thor's hammer. Yes. <laughs> But see, kids who grew up with like Nerf guns and all that, even kids who played Pong eventually went into game programming. I mean, no, of course. All that stuff has an influence on you when you're a kid. That's why I'm now... I was influencing a kid in the aisle, in the Nerf aisle. I'm sitting there looking at these things, and he's sitting there going, but he's older than me. Uh, like, yeah, I don't he was care. Like freaking he's out. Like a pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, How do you know that? I was yeah, influencing exactly. a kid in the aisle the other day. And, uh, <laughs> influencing no, a kid. Stuff, man. Yeah. So I was I'm unzipping my fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> And another thing, you how many concerts have you been to in your lifetime? All you, of them. Yeah, <laughs> all of them. basically. I've been to so many. I've seen my favorite acts multiple times. It, it's really difficult. Even to, acts that he doesn't like anymore. Yeah. Well, there are a few. And you know what's funny, actually, about concerts? I don't think I've talked about this on mic before, but I've only ever walked out of two concerts, and they were both at Irving Plaza. <laughs> wow. You walked out on a concert? I did. It's only two concerts I've ever walked out. They're they? both in the same venue. Uh, AFI. Oh, well, I saw them in like 2002 or 2003, whenever uh, Sing the Sorrow came out. Yeah. Horrible uh, album. And the concert was just like bad goth punk. It was... Oh, well, it was so those, stupid. You got those AFI followers that just like literally just follow the band the around. Fuck the followers. I just didn't enjoy the band at all. Oh, yeah, that was <laughs> seeing them. Yeah, the followers oh. are kind of nuts. I, I saw AFI the first year I went to Warp Tour. I think it was like 2001. Oh, so probably and around the same time. they got on time, stage like, and started yeah. their first song, it seemed like what it was thousands of people started rushing toward the stage, all pumping their fist in unison. Yeah. Like it was like a cult. It was really kind of scary. Actually. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I not like, my thing. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I enjoyed some stuff that they did prior to that album, songs like mm. Day of the Phoenix and things like that. Mm. But, or the one album, I forget the name of it now. I, I long since sold it, but uh, the cover was uh, made to look like a Reservoir Dogs poster. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of almost silhouette picture they have of everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like on the front of the DVD, but um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't enjoy that. I went to the street to Virgin Megastore and bought a bunch of CDs. What a shock! <laughs> and uh, the other, the other show I went to, uh, a bunch of friends were telling me they'd gone to BB King's Blues Festival. I think it was. It came to uh, the Art Center at some point one summer, and they kept talking about. People probably know her more now than they uh, did then. But a guitar player named Susan Tedeschi, who's now married to Derek Trucks, and now they have a band together. They tour together. They're part of the like, extended uh, Almond family, let's say. Oh, okay. And uh, I just heard, oh, she was great. She was playing like crazy. Oh, she's an amazing guitar player and all that stuff. And I went and saw her, and it just wasn't my thing. She barely played any solos or anything. Like, as a guitar player, I just wasn't impressed at all. At that particular show, this is maybe like a year later, like 2003, something like that. It just did nothing for me, and all the songs were slow, and I just thought, yeah, this kind of isn't what I was expecting. So, I guess you're never going to Irving Plaza again. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's yeah. weird so it that that happened at the same venue. Indian burial ground or something. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to ward yourself Curse. away from it. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, the only two times I've been there, the only two shows I've walked out of, but <laughs> gone to a lot of uh, concerts. I mean, I've gone to see a lot of people rather multiple times. It's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. Both times I saw Weezer were last minute. Mm-hmm. That was that was kind of cool. 
getting called on the day by my friend with the same friend who was just like, you want to go see Weezer tonight? I was like, sure. Shows are both sold out, and I happen to be able to go, and they were great. I miss when Weezer made good music. Yeah. I do miss that quite yeah. a bit, but ah, whatever. Things move on. I'm in agreement. Concerts, though, I i can't tell you how many I've been to. I want to get one of those books like Ryan has where he's assembling all his tickets, mm. concert yeah. tickets and movie tickets. I have an envelope like stuffed to the gills with like concert and movie tickets. and Yeah. To the point where wasn't that, there was a thing traveling around like a year and a half ago or so. On Facebook, where it's just like uh, 50 bands you've seen or something like that. Yeah. And I yeah. filled it pretty easily. And a lot of them were multiple times yeah. <laughs> that I saw some of these bands. There's nothing in the world like live music. Nothing beats live that's music. True. Yeah, true. So going to concerts, I mean, having been to a few uh, big ones, yeah. Jack, you can appreciate that now. Oh. Having gone to see like mm-hmm. Russian Def Leppard, yeah. who I'd seen tons of times. Well, I know, I know the story of you liking Def Leppard since you were a kid and Cheap Trick. You told us the story before. Mm-hmm. How did you get into Rush? I mean, you brought this up the other day in an email or chat, uh, how you got into Rush briefly. but Well, I thought you told, I thought you told us not to ask this question. <laughs> oh, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I just used that as an example about, like, how'd you get into Rush? You know, something that maybe you don't know since about. Since you brought it up, I was like, I'm curious about it now. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, whatever. Um... I'd heard Rush songs for years on the radio and didn't know. Like, I remember vividly listening on my parents' old stereo in our living room when we first moved to Lakewood, hearing subdivisions on the radio, but not knowing who it was, but just recognizing the chorus and obviously that that keyboard line. And I had no idea who it was. It was just another song that was on the radio. When you're a kid, you don't necessarily make that connection. Now, fast forward to when I was 16, 17, when 95.9, the radio station came around, The Rat, which played a lot of classic rock. And I started listening to that, and <laughs> this is funny. I swear this is true. I'd heard Working Man in its entirety, all seven or eight minutes of it, several times, and I didn't know it was Rush. No joke. I thought it was a song I'd never heard by four non-blondes based on his voice <laughs> because I heard... Don't shake your head. What? Four non-blondes? Yeah. Don't you know what's going on? Yeah, I know. That's yeah, that. I just thought I heard the voice and I was like, "Wow, this is like a." This must have been when she was younger because her voice is a lot more shrill. Like I thought it was was it Linda Perry, and <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I like that tune. I should check that out." And then eventually, hearing one of the DJs mention Rush, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> you heard Tom And then yeah. yeah. Well, at that point, I think I knew uh, Limelight, but if you listen to Getty Lee's voice on Limelight and his voice on Working Man, they don't sound the same. No, no. But I was lucky enough to have a, a friend of mine who was a couple of years older who was a bass player, incidentally, who had a lot of cassettes from when he was growing up, and he had cassettes from everybody. He had all the the shrapnel records, like instrumental players. He had stuff like Racer X and Jason Becker and Tony McAlpine and Vinnie Moore and guys like that who were like the, the shred guitarists of the 80s, the, let's say, independent label shred guitars and then he had all the rush cassettes up till i think chronicles which was the retrospective yeah, that, that came actually, out that was the first time i heard rush is through that CD. was through chronicles yeah yeah that was right after hold aside your fire radio, and so, before presto yeah. yeah you know aside from uh radio signals and stuff singles and stuff mm-hmm. it was it was chronicles because uh my cousin chris won it from 
the middle school for some kind of report. Really? He did. Yeah. Oh, cool. He was actually That's a Rush fan before I was. I would love to have won it's a Rush CD a at school. <laughs> prize. Yeah. Middle well, school. You got, you, got to cho- you got to choose what you wanted, and he chose Chronicles. He, he said, chose something that has a brown cover on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very uneventful cover. Yeah. For a Puerto Rican kid in a ghetto school, he chose Rush. Yeah. Now, not. Hey, no, good for him. No write that shit. He was yeah. smarter than I was in in middle school, and I was buying CDs by like. Foxy Brown and Nas. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that stuff's long gone as well. Yeah. Just didn't do it for me after that. But, yeah, I used to borrow cassettes from him all the time. Even stuff like Cinderella and stuff I didn't necessarily like that much but figured I'd give a chance to anyway, like Poison, <laughs> like their first two albums. Because I had a cassette player in my car, and in high school, my senior year, I used to drive a half hour back and forth to Freehold Mall and I would bar. I go to his house like once a week and borrow cassettes. I grab maybe like seven, eight cassettes that would take me through the week, and then I bring them back and I get some more. And I was reliable with them, so I did a lot of album listening. I mean, a Rush album, circa you know late seventies, early eighties. I could listen to that in a day, <laughs> driving back and forth to Freehold. You know, with about forty to fifty minutes of driving overall. Yeah, you know, I get through an album a day, so I was listening to all sorts of stuff from the seventies and eighties, all that musician oriented music where it's like technical music let's say mm-hmm. like stuff like a lot of the metal from the 80s and bands like Rush and Yes and hmm all sorts of people like that Queensryche uh, Queensryche a bit uh, Mr. Big, Mr. Big. I, I heard only the singles prior to that and that's when I got really big into Paul Gilbert too uh, well I started to get really into Mr. Big Paul Gilbert came a few years later but that was uh, oh, such a great time. So yeah, I just got in a rush through there and then just bought the CDs progressively, but didn't see them until I was almost 21. So I've been listening to them for like four years before I'd yeah, actually seen them in concert. Awesome. Well, yeah, I kind of gotten into them. I mean, figure I was uh, 17 when I was working at the mall. So that was summer of 99 when I got that job. So yeah, they were still in the middle of their hiatus. And when they came back for the Vapor Trails tour, I was out of high school going to community college. And I remember... <laughs> What a surprise. Cutting class to go to the store to buy Vapor Trails the morning it came out on CD and listening to that instead of going to the second class I was supposed to go to that morning and then going to see them on that tour twice. What a stand-up student you are. Yeah, well, that was me. I've said it before. I was not focused when I first went to community college after high school, so... Whatever. Into that community college, vapor trails makes more sense anyway. <laughs> well, it, it, it so wasn't a lot that. Of people made vapor trails in that yes. community college. That's where hell. Um, yeah. No <laughs> joke. Fast. No other kinds of vapor trails. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> at any college, dude. Yeah. Ryan will tell you. So yeah, that's basically yeah. how I got into Rush. It was gradually through the influence of older musicians. You guys want to hear any jokes? Yeah. No? Tell us a joke, Andrew. I think I've told you this joke before. I don't think Ryan and Jack have heard it. Okay. But funnily enough, a vegetarian told me this joke. How do you know if there's a vegan in the room? I don't know. How? How? They'll tell you. (laughs) 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 There was a joke I told at work the other day. It was something that was really harmless, and I (laughs) totally forget what it was. The um, the pirate joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Oh, you like that? That was good. I don't know if you saw this or not. I said this within the BlackBerry chat. How much does it cost a pirate to get its ear pierced? Oh, yeah, a, a buccaneer. Oh, you fucker. Yeah. I was supposed to... You asked me to tell the joke. <laughs> a buccaneer. Whatever. A buccaneer. You, want to, you want to do it again? No, thanks. <laughs> no, you spoiled it for yeah, me. Sorry. And that, that lightning will never be captured in the bottle, thanks to you. Oh, <laughs> boo-hoo. Whatever. Yeah. 
Speaking of boohoo, I'm going to give you guys some some closing thoughts for the show. We all okay. All right. And listen. No. Do you, have cue, do you, <laughs> you don't have, have to. Do you have cue cards like Jerry Springer did? You're <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, I just have my brain, which is running all the time. I'd hope. That's true. Well, yeah. Well, I'm in as much as my thoughts all the time, but whatever. Well, as cliched as it sounds, but cliches are cliches because they're true. Uh, you truthfully are only as old as you feel, and I don't feel thirty. I don't feel like I look thirty. Uh, in fact, when I was at the hospital the other week, as a PS to Scarcast, by the way, uh, listeners, I did actually go in recently to have an upper endoscopy to have what was my ulcer looked at, and everything's clean and healthy and no disturbances and all that. Good. But when I went to the hospital to have that checked out, one of the nurses was like, you're over 18, right? What are you, about 22? I was like, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of flattering, I said, right? uh, no, actually, I'm barely 29 anymore. So that was interesting. Mm. She was surprised by that. But truthfully, like, I don't feel that... I don't even know how you classify someone who looks 30, but I don't feel like I am. It's so weird that I don't know what point I ended up on the other side of where it's suddenly it's flattering to hear you look younger than you are, whereas when you're younger, you like hearing that you look older than you exactly. are. Exactly. Yeah. When I was 19, it was like, there's oh, I thought you were like 24. Just... And I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah. And I don't know when it became like, you know, but there's um, a 27. Oh, I thought you were to... 22. Oh, yeah. Well, hey. That seems to just kind of abruptly switch at one point. I think like, that it's happens. It's not yeah. after, a gradual drinking, thing where you're like. The drinking age. Mm-hmm. What, like, after 21? Yeah, I think after 21, you know. When people take you for younger than you are? I don't think so. Mm. When you look 21, they're like, I thought you were 16. I 32 a lot. I'm like, no, I'm 26. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a beard. And you want to feel older. Like, <laughs> That's when, when you, you have the beard. When you turn 21 and you're like shoving your ID in bartenders' faces. Right, and yeah. they, they don't card you and you get pissed off. Right. You know? <laughs> like, look, look, I'm 21. <laughs> you still get that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get carded anywhere. <laughs> well, they have to card everybody now anyway. It's as long as you look under 40. Liability. Yeah. Well, yeah. that makes sense. Then nobody can bitch. Because yeah. nobody over 40 is going to complain that someone thinks yeah. they look younger than 40. That's why. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't look a great o- idea. <laughs> if you don't look over 70, you will be ID'd. <laughs> uh, what are you trying to say? Yeah. yeah Never can be too careful. <laughs> yeah, that'll piss people off for sure. But anyway, as I said earlier, it's up to you how you want to conduct yourself, not up to whatever's socially acceptable. At least that's how I operate. Uh, I, I've never really followed whatever was fashionable or in or trendy or anything like that. And the same goes for lifestyle. I've I've done things my own way so far, not based on everybody else's definition of what you should do. Half the people out there wouldn't, in their mid-20s, pick up and move to California to go to school because they want to yeah. <laughs> uproot themselves and move cross-country. And some people who were my age were very surprised by that, especially like, I mean, you guys know my friend Michelle, who is actually nine months older than me, and around the time, because I was uh, 24 when she was turning 25, obviously, uh, which is right before I left to go to school, and she was, (laughs) I moved in March, she turned 25 in early January, and she was really upset about it, like, oh, I can't believe this, like, I'm 25 already, like, I'm, I'm, I can't believe I'm halfway to 30, and I was like, oh, it's not that bad, you were halfway to 30 when you were 15, you know, she (laughs) she didn't see the, the lure in it. It's. I feel like people get hung up on stuff like that, where there's some some definition of your life that's defined by someone other than you, and I just really don't subscribe to that belief. Who would have thought when I was 21 that eventually I would have a podcast with three guys who, two, I didn't know at all, and one I hadn't seen in quite a while. Mm. Stuff happens because 
it's meant to happen to a certain degree, but at the same time, you're the you're the driver. <laughs> so it's true. Put your hands on the steering wheel of your life and make things happen. I mean, I'm excited about the way things are right now because the podcast and the website continue to grow. Mm-hmm. I feel like my writing on the website's getting better. I feel that musically things are always getting better. Personal life things are getting better. I'm getting healthier. I'm working towards getting a bit more fit. Not that I'm ridiculously out of shape, but <laughs> I'm softer <laughs> than I have been in the past. <laughs> but Overall, I feel like people tend to get upset when they turn 30 because they're not happy with where they are in life or they feel as if the path they're on now is the path they're going to be set on and that's it because people tend to look at it, I believe, by a certain age, especially something like 30, that it's over and it's not. It's it's not over. I had somebody laugh at me at work the other day. She's I think she's 52 because I, same thing like I said earlier, like, oh, 30, you're going to be 30 soon. Oh, can you believe it? <laughs> this woman who's so funny, her name is Wanda. She's just like, oh, whatever, 30, 30, nothing. I'll take 30. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Like People who are older than you are just like, oh, that's not, you haven't done anything yet. It's true. Yeah. I don't look at it in that way, but I couldn't picture 30 when I was 20, but it's easier to picture something like where I want to be when I'm 40 now being 30 just because you have more of a sense of life. I don't feel like I have any more enlightenment than anyone else, but yeah, that's just part of experiencing life. I don't want to say getting older, but... Yeah, that's that's just the side effect of life. What can I say? Yeah, it happens. It does, but alas, we've we've come to the end of the show. So that'll do it for this week. Until next time, this is Chris. This is Jack, and this is Ryan, and this was Andrew, and we had another enlightening episode of the only podcast that matters. Yeah.